All right. Hello, everybody. Uh, this is Josh, also known as Yashu. And now you're tuning in to TLOI Talks, Episode 7. Uh, today, uh, we have a very special guest. Uh, we have um, a wrestling fanatic interviewer. And also, I got I have to like read this through for a bit. She's the on-site um, air talent uh, for SC Scoops, Wrestling News Co., WW Talk Pod, and Campa Lee uh, Frog, which is also like a camp as well. So, ladies and gentlemen, I give you uh, Samira, or also known as as the It's Samira. So, uh, Samira, how are you doing today? Hi, I'm doing good today. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. You know, like I was like checking out like a lot of like stuff going on lately, and you know, I just had to find like some unique guests so far for the show, and seeing like your like name pop off and like just like what you do for like a living and interviewing like these wrestlers and these fanatics and people who also want like run like podcasts like a wrestling uh, uh girl's uh, perspective like that's actually like very like interesting in that sense too and like even like loving like the culture in that sense as well yeah, it's definitely different. Some people like, you know, now more women are into, you know, the business. And I love that because, you know, it's not just like for men. Yeah, no doubt. Nah, I definitely know what you mean. And I think the wrestling fanatics come in all like shapes and sizes. So you could be like a man, a woman, a child, non-binary, and you could still like love the idea of wrestling and the culture within that sense too because like when i see it it's like more like a family like congregating together because you don't see that like in other groups because one like you actually see like an actual like love for like the interest in the sport that you guys like are into like in that sense so yeah yeah it's fun like meeting a bunch of new people like from the fans to the wrestlers to the crew backstage like anybody it's just like a big family and I really love being a part of that family no doubt no doubt um so I want to start it off uh just you know within like humble beginnings and also within your interests so you grew up in uh Pennsylvania so which area of Pennsylvania did you like reside at and tell us more about the place on where you're from so I still live in Pennsylvania. I live in like in a small town. I don't like to usually give like the specific location, but I could tell you that um, I'm near Allentown, Pennsylvania, which is like perfect because it's like an hour, hour and a half from Philly and New York. So you're like in between both of them. So easy way to go. Um, like growing up, like obviously it's a small town here, but kind of everybody knows everybody, but there's so many people, but, um, I enjoyed like living here. I do have like a lot of family here. We, you know, my parents, well, my mom came here when she was young cause she was like lived in Lebanon and my dad lived there for a long time and didn't come here till the eighties. So, you know, I, it's good that I still got to experience, you know, the Lebanese culture while still living in America. No doubt. No, that's pretty interesting, too, in that sense, too. And I guess, you know, being born in Pennsylvania, in, uh, Pennsylvania you know, you might have had like a very like good childhood, like in that sense, too. And would you say that it was like very like interesting uh, growing up as a kid in uh, Pennsylvania? I would say, yeah, you know, I get to experience, you know, obviously being here in America, American culture, but as well as have my own culture of like the Lebanese culture, not trying to fade from that and having that here because they, you know, like most of my family's here, but I also have family back in Lebanon and some in Australia. So it was, you know, it was cool growing up here and, you know, doing what I had got to do, like having opportunities maybe that I would have not had 
if I ever like lived in Lebanon. So yeah, no, nah, no doubt. I mean, like Lebanon, like it's also like a very like interesting place too. Like even with uh, Beirut, um, like even like back then, like before, like a lot of stuff has happened. You know, like pre like nine eleven, like it was actually sort of like a very like beautiful like place to live. Like with you know the nice like agriculture for a bit too, like the city life in Beirut and like all the other places too. Like the nightlife also seemed like very interesting too in that sense. I've been lucky, you know, to travel there since, like, I've only been there three times. I want to go every summer if I have the chance to. Last time I was there was 2018, but it's it's still very beautiful, very beautiful country. It's just sad to see what's going on that's been going on for a very long time now over there, but it's still very beautiful, and it's known as, you know, the Paris of the Middle East because it's, it's just so beautiful. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, it is, like, interesting, too. I mean... Aside from, like, uh, what happened, like, it's still, like, very, like, beautiful, like, in that sense, too. Um, Just getting into this uh, other question, too. Like, I know, like, with a lot of people, they'll usually go to class, like, as a kid, and, like, the teacher would tell them, like, students, like, what do you want to be, like, when you grow up in that sense? So, um, like, throughout your life, did you have, like, an, an initial goal or idea that you wanted to do for a career or a job by any chance? So actually, I wanted to be completely something completely different than what I'm actually doing now. I really liked um, like singing as growing up because like you used to watch, you know, TV shows all the time. And like everybody's like a singer on like the all the like kids shows and stuff like that. And I really enjoyed singing. So I did school choir like my whole time I was in like, you know, from elementary, middle school and high school. Um, so I did want to be a singer for a very long time. But um, once I got into like college, I knew like that was just a very, very risky business. And I used to like actually do like covers on my YouTube channel, which I don't really do much anymore. Like you'll you'll still see a few, but I don't really like post much anymore, even though some people ask me to. I, you know, never, never know might do it. But um, that was my initial like job before I wanted to do all of this. Yeah, I see what you mean. Like, so like even like with singing, like. I guess, like, throughout that childhood, like, it was mainly through, like, Hannah Montana or, like, other, like, shows on Disney or Nickelodeon Nickelodeon that had, like, that whole impact in young people wanting to have, like, a music career and all that, or? I would say definitely, because I grew up with, like, a lot of that. Like, you'd see it on the TV all the time, and plus, I really enjoyed singing, and I still do. I still do, like, um, my former high school choir director, he runs a group a choir group during the summer that he does and he invited us like once we graduated high school some of us should join this group so I've done it every single year since I've graduated high school and I love it because I really like to go back and then see him because he was cool he was one of my favorite teachers and then I get to see some people that I graduated with or people from other years so it's really nice and I get to sing at the same time so it's it's very fun yeah, no doubt. Like, um, I don't know if you guys did like any like recitals like back then. Like, I know like for some people they would go like a certain area like in a city or like town to town to do like recitals and all that. Like, I don't know if that was like the same for your choir back then or if it was like kind of different. Um, so in the normal choir, you just did like your like winter and your spring concert. But if you were a part of um, I don't know if any other choir groups did this, but 
there were audition groups, which I was a part of like, I think three of them, but my senior year, I was a part of the one where we would travel out to go to like different churches and stuff to sing. Um, So I got to do that. And that's what I also do for his group in the summer as well. So we get to travel to different churches, but sadly we haven't been able to do that due to COVID. Um, So that's what I got to do. And I had gotten actually a solo my senior year that I got to sing at the concert. So that was pretty cool, but I, you know, I really like it. It's just um nice to do it's a nice hobby i really like enjoy doing that yeah i know what you mean um just getting into like the whole like wrestling perspective like what was like your first introduction to like wrestling by any chance so um i always mention this because this is like how i started to get into wrestling my uncle you know got me and my brother into wrestling because when my grandfather when he was alive he would come home from work on saturdays and watch wrestling because it you know would be on saturdays so then obviously my uncle got into it so he got me and my brother into it because i remember you know used to play raw 2 on the xbox like oh my god back away back when that was really fun and um and then we would go to like when they would come to Allentown for the shows so like that was kind of like my first experience and I'd see like John Cena and Randy Orton I'm like oh my god this is like so cool and I just like fell in love with it ever since then like 2006 2007 something like that true did you play like the WWE versus like Smackdown 2007 game by any chance like the very like popular game like on the Xbox or oh like on the 360 uh i think they have it on the original xbox maybe on the 360 but it was also popular like on the ps2 it was like um i think um one guy like standing like just like doing his arms kind of like this in a sense too um if i could like incorporate a photo like let me just do that right now I remember playing so many games, like any, you know, thing that they had come out with, we would really play. But I just remember, like, as a young kid that we would play Raw 2 all the time on the Xbox, you know, before the 360 ever came out. Like, we would play that game with my uncle. Yeah, I'm just going to share my screen for a bit to show you. So, like, have you, like, seen that, like, by any chance? Like, this type of game? Oh, yeah, that one. With Triple H. Yeah, like, this was, like, probably, like, one of the most, like, popular, like, games, like, back then, like, in that sense, too, so. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I think they had, like, a lot of, like, popular, like, uh, wrestling games for a bit, too. Like, I never actually, like, played, like, wrestling for a bit, but, um, you know, you know like, actually, like, in the video game, but, like, I've seen, like, a lot of stuff on TV. I've seen, like, you know, clips on YouTube, like, Sasha Banks, like, in the locker room, with another female like trying to like bash her head in and you know you you see like the weirdest like betrayals like in wwe like hey i cheated cheated on you with your wife and like they give like the weirdest re- reactions and all that so yeah i definitely think the older games were like so much fun i haven't played really much of any of the newer games i haven't gotten a chance to play too much of like xbox in a while if i do it's usually like grand theft auto <laughs> true true and i know what you mean i used to like i used to play grand theft auto like for like a while back too like i used to play that a lot like back in like uh 2011 like when like 2010 2011 like when i first had the game like pretty i pretty much played it like all day like every day like when i had the time to like for for a sense you know but um kind of stopped for a bit too but um I think, like, the craziest part was when, like, I, I would play it too much. I noticed, like, there would be, like, a crack, like, on the, like, inner core of the CD. So I was just like, oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I remember um, 
because I used to love playing video games as a kid because that's what like my uncle and my brother would do so that's how we would like play and um when the 360 I remember they came out with the connect where it was basically kind of like the Wii in a sense but you had like it was its own camera and the worst part about that which I started to notice when I would get games is something would be wrong with the like the game uh discs every single time and I'm like why is that my brother's like because you're jumping around or something and it's scratching it so that's why they don't work I'm like I'm like why I'm like I really like this game why did that have to happen All right, uh, just to get on to uh, the next uh, question. Um, so, like, aside from, like, wrestling, did you get into, like, any form of, like, sports at some part of your life? Um, like, watching or actually, like, involved in? Uh, I'd say a mix of both. Like, if you watched, like, any other sports games or you've played, like, any sports at school, like, or even, like, you did, like, hand contact, like, wrestling as a kid, like, have you actually managed to do that, like? So I've never wrestled before. I usually get this question, like, if I would ever wrestle. I don't think so. Like, I always say never say never. Like, I'm down to try, like, a few sessions or a session to, like, see what it would be like. But I don't know if I can take that pain like they do. Like, props to them. Um, I never played any sports, like, as a kid. Um, The only thing I've ever done in school was basically choir and then marching band in high school. So, like, that was kind of my thing. And as for watching, besides wrestling, uh, you know, obviously as a sport that I watch, I watch football too. Um, go Giants. <laughs> and um, I watch NASCAR time to time with my dad because he really likes that. So I watch it with him sometimes. Yeah, I definitely know what you mean. I mean, in high school, the like middle school and high school, the only sports I played were like soccer and uh, volleyball. And that was like maybe like in the ninth grade volleyball and then eighth grade soccer for a bit. Um, as far as like sports, I don't really watch sports, but I do like play like fantasy football for a bit. Like I already have like my team like set up. So like right now I'm on an O2 streak right now, but you know, it might be higher like with the next series. So yeah, I don't know if you do like fantasy football by any chance. No, I don't. <laughs> True. I mean, like, right now for me, like, my team, like, I have Mahomes as uh, quarterback, Dalvin Cook, uh, RB. Um, I had Will Lutz for kicker, but he had, like, an injury for a while back, so I had to, like, put him back on. And then Gronk for, like, tight end, and then a whole lot of, like, other players that I can't really say because they're not really as, like, popular or popping, like, as those three, so, yeah. The funny thing was uh, Saquon Barkley, he's actually from around here. He played for one of the schools and he was here um, last week or two weeks ago. They retired his number. So he was here for like the whole thing. And I, I guess it was like really packed. I didn't go because I knew it would be filled with like people and there was going to be no parking spot. So from what I saw, like from friends, Snapchat stories, like it was packed to the brim. Like, I was like, oh my gosh. But like, that's kind of still pretty cool. He got his number retired and he was there. Like, that's awesome. Yeah. He, we played him, our school played him when he was, you know, obviously still in high school and he's, he was really good. Oh, true. No, I know what you mean. I mean, I'd assume like, you know, being from where you're from, uh, from like, I thought like you'd be like a strong like Eagles fan or maybe like a Ravens fan for a bit too, but I don't know if it's just like the losing streak that might have happened in Philly by any chance. No, no. I've, I've always been like a Giants fan because my mom was when growing up, but my dad and my brother are like Eagles fans, even though my brother doesn't like really watch. But yeah, my dad's a big like, you know, really Philly fan usually. So 
Uh, no, I'm not really an Eagles fan. But like when they, you know, if they get to the Super Bowl, that's when I start like cheering for them. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and then like, and then my brother just looks at me like that. I'm like, I'm like, you don't even want to. At least I'm, you know, supporting the Philly team, even though the Giants did not make it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean too. Um, so uh, uh, what inspired you to get into like the wrestling scene as well, like as becoming like an interview, an interviewer by any chance? So I knew like I loved wrestling and I just didn't know exactly what my part could, you know, be in wrestling since I didn't want to be a wrestler. Um, So it just like happened where the one time this wrestling news website that I um, used to work for, kind of working for at the moment, just um, they reported something and I was just like, huh, I was like, something like wasn't right about it and I, and I had like no known something so I was like hey like you know uh, I just like reached out to them like hey like you know something like um you know is happening else not that and you know they fixed it and the guy and I were like in talks and he you know said like would you be interested we would you know want an on you know on-site correspondent like an interviewer and I was like and at that point in my life, like I was in co- like community college, not sure what I was going to do. Like I needed to pick something because at that point I needed to switch to go to a four year to finish my, you know, rest of my bachelor's. And I was like, huh. I was like, well, I was really interested in communication. I love to talk. I love meeting new people. I love anything that has to do with communication. But I also liked education because I really liked kids. And I don't know when that happened and just kind of, I felt like it was a sign that I needed to do communication. So then that's when I joined on board with them at the time. And I got to do uh, my first actually interview was with Kelly. Kelly was over the phone. It was like, that was crazy. Cause I grew up watching her and then I was like talking to her. I was like, Oh my gosh, that's like insane. And then I did my first round of in-person interviews. And I just knew then from there, I was like, Oh my God, this is what I really want to do. I have to do this. Like, I love it. So it was like, it was really cool. Yeah, no doubt. No, I've seen like some of the interviews like so far on like YouTube and like also like the mean greets as well. Like you seemed like, you know, really passionate about like asking asking like these certain questions and you know, just like linking up with these people, like knowing what they liked, you know, even like the pizza topping question for I think uh two of the people. I think one for Bunny and then one for um the other one um that was like a while back like I think she said like something like pineapple or something like that which you know it was kind of interesting interesting too she also talked about um her car situation and how like she's like very vengeful like in that sense I can't exactly remember what interview you're speaking of because it was a while back ago but yeah I my interview style is of course I want to know them like it's another like the side that you know most people kind of don't know like add in and I love to add in fun questions because you know why you know always try to like go on them like you know like let them have fun like let them be comfortable and I of course like you want to know some stuff like that's you know what journalism is but you don't want to I would never want to like like you know be mean or like always thinking like oh I'm always digging for dirt like no like I'd like to know the person and you know their takes on stuff and get to know them and like make it fun like a conversation which I usually um that means a lot to me when people say they do seem it's like a conversation not an interview because that means a lot to me because I never try to make it out like interview like I want them to think like they're talking to a friend or something and not make them feel uncomfortable at all so that's kind of usually like my style of interviewing yeah, yeah. No, I know what you mean too. I mean, I'm trying to incorporate that now with other interviews too, like even with podcasts as well too. So like hopefully like try to find a balance between like very authentic and like very like relaxed type of questions. So yeah. 
uh just getting on to like wrestlers and stuff like that um who are your like favorite wrestlers of all time if you were to create a mount rushmore for wrestlers who would like be there by any chance oh i i feel like i've gotten this question before and i still don't know how to answer this question because i like so many people come to mind um randy orton is definitely one of them i like grew up watching him he's one of my favorites of all time for like everything so he's definitely like on there um I would say Triple H, he's done so much for the business, like, for many years now in and outside of it. So definitely him. Um, definitely, all right, maybe add some women. We'll do a mix of two men, two women. Um, I think AJ Lee, I grew up, like, watching her when she, you know, came in and then when she exited. I thought she did, like, so amazing in the women's division. And I wish one day she would come back. <laughs> um and another woman I would have to say is, oh, oh my God, it's too many come to mind when you when you think maybe Bolina because she's she's done so much as well and I really really like her and she's you know her and I are like friends so like and she's done so much and I'm happy to see what she's doing now that she's like getting back into wrestling so yeah yeah no doubt I know what you mean um I think for me like I'm not like crazy on wrestling but like just like seeing impact you know legacy you know well-rounded like respect um i'd say like maybe for my uh, mount rushmore i'd put the rock like just on like one side and then i'd say um undertaker on like another side too like i've seen like undertakers like moves like in you know the greatest hits clip like i assume like that's like very amazing uh steve austin like in number three too i think um his comeback and his hustle like was like very like amazing in that sense too and then i'd say you know maybe like the hulk uh, for a bit too like i know some people would put like uh, john cena like in the other sense too but like hulk hogan he was like literally like a very big icon like in the 80s like 90s and 70s like he was even like on um rocky free i think actually like when he was actually uh boxing stallone like at the ring and then like hulk was actually like wrestling him instead of like you know actually trying to box and like it was like at that time too like where his mustache or like his signature like mustache mustache beard like wasn't growing like that it was like kind kind of like growing in the sides too so yeah that's a good mount rushmore of um wrestlers i was trying to incorporate women into as well like there's so many people that you know come to mind and you, you want to include everybody but you know you got to choose the four <laughs> yeah i mean if i were to put a woman like on there too um i'd say like the most well-known that would come to mind would be like sasha banks like i think sasha banks you know is like a leading force in the ideal of wrestling and even like within certain movements like just like seeing her energy and just seeing like how she comes through like in like certain matches like it's like very unique in that sense so 100 percent, i agree yeah um since there's like a lot of like forms of wrestling in that sense like what do you prefer in terms of like watching wwe wcw uh nxt or ecw oh so all the extensions of wwe over here (laughs) Because then I think, you know, then there, and there's 
you know, it's great nowadays that we have so much wrestling besides, you know, just WWE, we have AEW, we have Impact, we have ROH, we have MLW, we have NWA, there's like so much and even all the little independent promotions, it's, you know, so amazing. Um, But for like an extension of WWE, uh, I don't know, I've been really enjoying um, NXT over like the years that they've been around. Um, that they've been televising it I really like that the early stages to like you know nowadays like I think they just have like so many great people and I really enjoy watching NXT yeah no doubt I've seen like a lot of like ECW for a bit too especially with uh, New Jack like um mainly because like New Jack uh, was like on an interview platform um with this other interviewer that I actually kind of liked and you know I actually saw like, the stuff that he used to do, like, in a lot of his matches back in, like, the 90s and early 2000s, like, he would, like, literally, like, stab people, like, in the ring and then, like, actually, like, headbutt, like, like random people. Like, that's why he got, like, his scars, like, all around there. So it was, like, very interesting in that sense, too. I think um, WWE kind of has, like, a very, like, polished uh, tone in terms of their events and such like that. Like, they bring in, like, very, like, big names like Trump, like you've seen, like the in, the infamous like Trump uh, WWE match with uh, McMahon, McMahon, and all that, where they literally like had to like shave his head and all that. So it's definitely everybody has like uh, WWE has like changed throughout the years of what they specifically do and stuff like that. So you know it's always different, and they went from you know all this hardcore and attitude to like trying to go to make it PG and trying to keep up with the times today, you know, how they incorporated Bad Bunny and we almost had Cardi B. So like, you know, we always, you know, they keep up with the times and try to make it, you know, at the same time, family friendly. Yeah, I know what you mean. So you spoke about going to going to like a WrestleMania like event a while back. Um, tell me more about that. And what was like the experience like, like, like for you going to that event? I never thought I would, you know, be going to a WrestleMania. So when I heard they were coming back to New York, New Jersey, I was like, oh my God, like I have to go. Like I have to get tickets. I gotta go. And the best part was my two cousins from Australia, they're like, oh, we'll come, like we'll go. So it was, you know, so fantastic. So I went up there when they got in. I think they got in the day before me or the same day. It was, it was insane. And I remember emailing WrestleCon and, um, and I had just been doing interviews for about like, almost a year at that point and I was like hopefully they'll like say yeah that I can interview there so when I got the clearance that you know I can interview there I was like oh my god like I can't believe it so I got to interview at WrestleCon got those interviews which was like really nice except you know my mic not working which I still don't understand to this day whatever happened but still that was a really really cool experience that I got to be a part of um and then just being there for like I got to go to access with my friends something like you know I always saw pictures of on Twitter um like younger when you know and I wasn't doing you know all the interview stuff so and you got to see everybody there and what access looks like and I'm like oh my god you know I can't wait to go to a mania one day where I get to see all that and you know and then that was really cool to see like all the you know props I think I passed by the car Braun Strowman broke for who was it for that time for the Saturday Night Live people I remember it was Michael Che and oh my gosh I can't remember the other guy's name but that was cool we passed by that and you get to do your own entrance like with whoever's music I just thought that was all cool like for a fan experience and then being at actually at Wrestlemania is like so different it's just like 
it was so insane like I just knew like when I was walking in I was like I need to get my reaction once I see this stadium even though some people said oh it was like kind of boring but still like that experience that you live for the first time and you're walking in and you're just like oh my god this is like at WrestleMania you're at WrestleMania like it was insane and then just being there was so much fun the only thing that did suck though was everybody was trying to leave and it was about to pour and the buses I don't know what was going on with like buses and and like the subway the trains and I don't know if they did not expect all that people to be there I don't know I just I don't think they were prepared and we got poured on in the rain for a couple of hours that was the only thing that sucked but everything else was so much fun and um we got to go to the um raw after mania which was really cool because then taker showed up and I've never seen taker live so that was like insane I remember just like like me and my cousins were like oh my god that's the undertaker and then like the night before we didn't know who was gonna show up for like Elias and we somebody heard Chicago in the promo so then we all start freaking out thinking it's CM Punk everybody in my section starts like freaking out they're like oh is he gonna come back blah 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 and it was John Cena's Dr. Thugonomics who I enjoyed back in the day so we all start freaking out it's like he came back as that but you know oh my gosh Mania Weekend was something different it's and it was just, it was so exciting. Like, it's not, I can't, like, I can't describe. It was definitely, like, you know, everything you dreamed of, like, when you go to Mania. So that was really cool. Yeah, I know what you mean. I mean, I don't know if they usually televise, like, the WrestleMania matches. Like, I know they usually televise, like, certain events on TV. I don't know if they did that for the event that you went to. So they usually televise Mania when when they still had the WWE Network, which they now moved to Peacock for the NBC. Um, But yeah, they televise it through there. If you have it, you pay, I forget however much a month it is. Or they, I believe they still stream it through pay-per-view on TV, if I'm not wrong. And I don't know if you can get it anywhere else, obviously, if you stream it illegally. (laughs) That's (laughs) the only way I know. But yeah, they they do all that. They still stream it through, like, the TV you pay. I forget. I don't know. I think it was used to be, like, $60 we used to pay for it just to get it on the TV. So thank God, you know, Peacock or if I think it's WWE Network is still around in, like, the other countries. So thank God for that. Now you only pay however much a month and you get like so much more content like for everything you get like everything that they've ever had basically yeah no doubt um i noticed like even like you know with the wwe versus like other like events that they usually have like concerts or like sporting events like usually like with a lot of like wrestlemania events it's like a heavy turnout from people of all over like you're going to have people, like, in the farmlands. You're going to have people, like, in small towns. You're going to have people, like, living in the city. You're going to have people, like, coming from other parts of the world that might not have access. So, it's is it, like, very, like, interesting to be with, like, a lot of, like, people from all these areas that kind of, like, understand, like, and acknowledge like, the same thing that you, like, have, like, that same inter- interest to in that sense? It's definitely, like exciting because then you have all the same interests and you're all there for one thing and it's wrestling and they're from all over the world there's people and you're just all there together and you're all like getting along and you're talking you're excited for like the day and you're in the lines like getting ready and you know people are chanting like woo or something or whatever it might be chanting whatever it is and you know doing some people are doing promos and they're decked out in their shirts or their costumes it's it's very exciting to see all that and then Plus, if you, you know, have social media, you make friends online with anybody and it's cool, then you get to meet up with them and hang out with everybody for, you know, 
all because of your love for wrestling and I think that's just the most amazing thing ever yeah yeah no doubt so getting on to part two um of our interview section of our podcast section so um this is more based on like wrestling like technicalities events and all this other type of stuff too so getting into you getting into you and what you're doing um how was it like interviewing and meeting like your favorite wrestler your favorite wrestlers like in real life in that sense so like it's oh it's so surreal because then you see them there and you're just like oh my god like I can't believe this is happening I always still have those like little moments but now I'm like starting to you know I get used to after doing this for like three years and but you still you're just like oh my gosh like it's that person like I remember watching them on tv or seeing this match like on so-and-so like anything and you're just like wow and sometimes you obviously I used to get like real nervous because I was just starting out but nowadays like I'm like oh I feel you know prepared that I have you know the right equipment and I know what I'm going to ask like or if I have like a note card with whatever it says and then it's just like it's nice to be around them and then talk to them right before you do and like hi and like you know and it's just amazing and then you get to know them as well like you become friends with some of them and it's just and they're all just such nice people and I love being around it yeah yeah no doubt like I think you mentioned that you were friends with like one of the wrestlers that like met like a while back too so like even like having like that connection like would you say it was like a way bigger connection than you'd actually think like you know you exchange like phone numbers text them like almost like every single day and like even like hang out like maybe like on a blue moon in that sense too it's definitely like you you don't think that would ever happen like back in years ago if you would say that would ever happen you probably would have believed it and now like you're here and you're just like you know you're friends with them, you hang out with them, and, you know, sure, they're, like, oh, they're, they're, you know, somebody, but they're also, you know, real people, too, so it's nice you get to know the real person, and not, you're not, like, you know, of, you know what I'm trying to say, like, you get to know their, their real person, and I love that, because, you know, at the end of the day, their, their real person is just as good as their, you know, on-air persona, and it's so nice, and I love, like, hanging out with whoever it may be, because I love talking to them, and they're nice, and, I just like love being around them because they're funny too. I love like experiencing that with them. No doubt, no doubt. Um, so just getting on to the interview section. So, what were like your favorite like interviews that you've done like so far? I always say Demon Bunny from WrestleCon was definitely fun because they were Allie and um, Rosemary. Yeah, Allie and Rosemary. Like, oh my god, I'm everywhere today. Um, they were so funny, and we had such a great time at WrestleCon with them because um, obviously my cousins were with me, so that's why I say them. Um, so we had a great time with them. Um, I think my recent one with Melina as well was very fun. That was one of my favorites. Uh, who else? I, I always say all my interviews are my favorites because I just enjoy talking to so many people. So any, I feel like I always say every interview is like my favorite interview. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, for me, like um, as far as like my platform, like for the podcast and uh, for the other interviews like so far, um, because I really don't like really interview like wrestlers. Like I'm more big onto music and like film in that sense. So as far as my favorite, my favorite interviews, in my opinion, like, the podcast i'd say like i guess um actually uh will ryan who i just had like uh, the other day like a very like introspective guy like from toronto who also makes music and does twitch um as far as the interviews on like the regular like tloy channel i'd say craig mums grants who played poet and oz kiami deville who uh played 
lavender like in matilda like those were like my favorite ones as well too um i could say like a lot of them like i've had great experiences with but like if i were to say like a favorite like it would be kind of like very selective because of the experience in the background that they've had on me so like i'd say like those two were kind of like the favorite and then the well ryan podcast too but like i like the opinion that you said like all of your like interviews were like your favorite like in that, in that sense too and um have you had like any other ones that you would like to interview like someday Oh, I definitely want to interview Randy Orton, you know. I always say that anytime anybody ever asks me, I always say Randy Orton because I grew up watching him and I just love to sit down and have a conversation with him. When he went on Stone Colds and I watched that, I was like, wow. I was like, that was amazing. Like, I wish, like, they could have kept going on even though it went on for, like, over an hour. Like, I would love to sit down with him and talk. Like, that would be great. Um He's like my number one for another person. I'm going to do like a male and a female. I think a female that I would really love to get the chance to interview would have to be. I don't, I don't know. I, I like trying to think, cause there's like so many people come to mind and you just like, you're never like so sure. You're just like, Oh my God, like who could you want out of everybody? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I think maybe Lita. I think she would be cool to sit down with and like just get her perspective of all the stuff that happened back in the day. Yeah, no doubt. I think um maybe Sasha Banks too, like in that sense too. Like I know that she did like one fire interview, like on Hot Ones too. Um The Rock, like I know that he's not doing wrestling as much nowadays. He's more into the movie scene. Like I think like it would actually be like a very dope interview like i've heard like he's actually like a very like nice guy in real life too and you know hopefully like having that chance to meet him one day would be like pretty dope in that sense you know i know there's you know of course you know all the wrestling news websites they talk there was rumors for a while now that he would be coming to face you know his cousin roman reigns at um that he would make an appearance at survivor series i mean we'll see he was he was really great at wrestling. I'd love to see him, you know, come back and do something. But we all know he's, you know, in the movies, which is fine. Like if that's what he wants to do. Um, but I'd love to see him come back and do something with, you know, Roman Reigns. That would be awesome. Um, he's actually fun fact. I know not a lot of people know this, but he actually went to high school. I think and grew up around here. So I think that's really cool to say. True. I'd have to like uh, check that out. Like in that sense too. Um just uh, getting on to the idea of uh, wrestling in that sense do you feel like the professional like mainstream wrestling like wwe like ecw like overshadow overshadows like other forms of like technical wrestling like sumo or scholastic um i don't know i would say yes and no because um, I guess like whatever your preferences that you watch I don't know like I don't know of like the other technical wrestling like I mean some people use it within their own wrestling maybe on the independent circuit because or uh, wherever like you're allowed to do your own type of moves you're uh, like what you know you want to do um, so I would say like yes and no yeah I don't I- you know like because we have you know not just you know since ECW is not like really it's not a thing anymore you have you know um with mainstream we have wwe we have aew that's on like really on tv and we have impact i believe on access and you know mlw going with vice 
so like a lot of wrestling is coming up where it's going mainstream nowadays um for other styles I'm, I wouldn't know just because I don't you know look for you know maybe that specific type of wrestling maybe that's I'm not sure if any of that's on mainstream I wouldn't know because I you know yeah. don't um you know reach out for it yeah. so I'm I wouldn't really know but yeah so I would say maybe like yes and no it depends like what your preference is in that type of style yeah because I know, like, with sumo wrestling, like, it's, like, very, like, well popular, like, in Japan. And, you know, they have, like, a technicality of, like, what you have to do, like, where you have to stand aside, like, in the ring. Similar to, like, scholastic wrestling, you know, kind of like the high school wrestling you see, like, with people wearing, like, uh, you know, like, I think a leotard, like, a leotard or, like, some sort of, like, uniform to wear, like, even, like, with sumo, you have to wear, like, I think um, that diaper thing I, I i don't even know like what what it is but like uh they ha- kind of have, like rules like you know you can't like go like further away you have to push your opponent like away or like at least do like a technical move to like claim victory or subdue him like in that sense too so like sometimes too with like professional like mainstream wrestling you know it's like no rules like in that sense too you're, you're just gonna do like a certain move and then you know, if you win, you win. If you lose, you lose. You know, it's how good or how spectacle, like, the move is in that sense, so. It's usually, you know, whatever, maybe whatever backstage is going on or whatever the wrestlers plan out. It depends, I think, with every different promotion specifically or, and if the wrestlers get a say, like, of how to plan out the move sets, this is what we're going to do and this is what, you know, goes with, you know, the storyline that we're going for, like, that type of thing. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. I never actually put this uh, question out because I know, like, with a lot of people who are into, like, actual, like, mainstream wrestling, like, that's the most hated, like, question of all time. And you know what I mean, right? Um, I have a feeling I know what this question is. (laughs) Do you feel that professional mainstream wrestling is fake or is it actually, like, real, like, in that sense? So what people, I feel like, because it was such a thing where you grew up and you find out, oh, people tell you wrestling is fake. It's technically not. They are, you know, obviously taking these hits, these bumps. Like, of course, like some of it, you know, they they don't really hit sometimes, but like they actually are taking these bumps on the mat. They're training to do all that stuff. You know, the only thing that really is like is fake is like maybe the storyline but sometimes they put like storylines if you have something like beef with somebody or like they might put it as a real storyline in the thing just you know to get views or something to cause more stuff but that's the only thing that's fake but they do take you know the bumps and you know they they do work hard and that's the only thing that you know I hate hearing like they're like oh you know it's all fake they don't actually hit each other okay yes sometimes they don't but they mostly do like they actually do take that and that's how people get injured that's how people get hurt they you know somebody you know there's an accident or like you know it just happens so it's actually pretty real yeah, nah, I know what you mean. I feel like a lot of people have, like, mentioned this, like, a while back, too. Like, wrestling is, like, sort of real, like, in that perspective, too. Like, just, like, with the amount of damage, like, people take or even, like, the technicality of the skill. Like, some people will assume that wrestling is fake because of the storyline or because of the, like, antics you see, like, on TV versus, like, in other aspects, too. So some people might not realize how some people are truly affected. And even, like, it can affect, like, maybe, like, one's, like, mental health. If it if someone takes, like, a certain amount of, like, blows to the, ha- to the head or 
like a certain amount of like pain towards the body like in that sense so i definitely agree um so uh with uh, this one thing that happened like in the summertime so like rolling loud they worked with the wwe to have like their match in miami where bianca belair and carmella were facing each other as well as angelo dawkins versus chad gable so what did you think about rolling loud incorporating those matches like in the miami music festival do you feel that it was like a good execution by both parties or were there like many like flaws to it in that sense I think it was great. When it was first announced, I was really hyped up because WWE's always partnered with people in the past, especially MTV back in the day. And like, obviously now they have like a good partnership with NBC and, you know, they're partnering with, you know, this isn't like, you know, the first time they've always partnered with, you know, stuff that's like happening and trending and stuff to help them, you know, both, you know, parties get like popular or like get new people involved. So it was kind of cool. Um, the only thing that I would have probably said that they could have done was, you know, people, I don't know how much people like watch wrestling nowadays, especially like rolling loud people like, uh, you know, I think the smartest thing they could have done was bring people that like they could have had, I think Ray Mysterio was on SmackDown at the time, if I'm not wrong, if they're on SmackDown, I think so. They could have brought him there. That's some, that's something like people that even if they don't watch wrestling anymore, they would have known who that was. And that would have been insane. They were like, oh my God, that's Ray Mysterio. Like at least they like bring people back in the day that they would know. So I think that was the only thing, but I don't know. I thought it was so cool seeing Bianca Belair and Megan the Stallion together. I know I was like hyped up for that. Yeah. I heard like on Twitter, like when I was like reading it like on Twitter like a while back, like I thought it was like interesting to like maybe bring some unique wrestlers or like have it like at a certain area because usually what I think how they would do it is that like they would place it somewhere where they would have like you know like roller coasters or like Ferris wheel like around. Like I thought like that would have been interesting you know, seeing that, that match from that one side where people could watch, but they actually had it on the main stage where a lot of people, like, especially people who were excited for, like, artists like Playboy Cardi or, like, the Migos or Future, they wanted to see those artists. And, like, a lot of them, like, you know, they're drunk. They're maybe, like, a little bit, like, high in that sense, too. Like, they've spent, like, countless hours, like, watching other hours, like, other artists and all that. Like, I don't know if they would have that capacity to, like, watch, like, a WWE match, like, in that, like, idea. Like, even, like, in Twitter, people were, like, debacling about it. Like, was this, like, really, like, necessary or do you think it was, like, a bad move? Like, that's how, like, people would think it, so... I thought it was pretty cool. I I know I was hyped. I don't know how, like, of a non wrestling fans perspective i don't know how you know they would feel about that but i thought i would think that was cool especially you know if they did like some like crazy moves and brought people that you know from back in the day that they would know and hopefully you know that would gain more traction towards them like they'll be like okay i want to check this out like i want to start watching to see you know what's this newer type about yeah uh no doubt no doubt um just to get on like you know more on this uh in your opinion what were like some of the iconic like moments in like WWE like wrestling that really set the bar like high for you in that sense? Um, I mean, there's like so many you know moments throughout the years that I could think of. Like, 
of course, like when I started watching wrestling, Randy Orton and John Cena's feud, they've had, you know, their feud is one of the most iconic feuds I, you know, I know I grew up with and, you know, and how it went on for the years. Um, what else was good? Oh, there's just so many. I think Nexus was pretty cool. Their, their tag team, when they came in and when NXT was all established, that was really cool. The draft when, oh my God, when Shane McMahon came back, that was insane back in 2016. And then the draft between him and Stephanie, that was pretty cool. I really liked that era of SmackDown because that was just so much fun. It was very interesting. I loved watching SmackDown then. Um, what else? There's, there's like so many moments I could think of. There's just some like everything from like the women's evolution like there's so many that I like love to watch and like love to go rewatch it on you know Peacock like I don't know I just love you know seeing new stuff and especially like in other companies as well besides WWE because like like especially wrestling right now in 2021 they everybody's been like killing the game in different promotions and I'm just like so happy for everybody because I love watching it all yeah no doubt I mean I had to do like some research too, like coming from a non like wrestling like fanatic in that sense too. Um, you know, I was like watching like you know the Vince McMahon, uh, Vince McMahon uh, versus uh, Donald Trump like moment. Uh, like sometimes too, like I kind of have like issues like pronouncing like Mick Mahone, so that that's his actual name. Sometimes like kind of. Yeah, the him versus like Trump. Like I thought that was like kind of crazy too you know because that also happened and it was also highlighted during trump's like presidency and like before re-election like before like the election actually happened where he became like the president of the united states like they talked about that um i think even like the rock versus uh john cena too like that was like one iconic match that everyone wanted to see too uh the great uh khalil's like um walk through like on stage like where like they played like a very like dark tone of music and like him like an all black like that was kind of crazy too and then um i think uh when um the undertaker actually got like slapped uh too like i saw saw this clip like this one uh, i think stevens like tried to slap um uh undertaker and then like undertaker like literally just like killed him and like his entire career like in that sense too and then i'd say like um Steve, like Stone Cold Steve Austin's uh, matches like a while back too like I thought like they were like also like dope too so yeah um so like what are your thoughts like on those like matches like for a bit like the ones that I met that I've like kind of like mentioned for a bit I remember the Rock and John Cena like going on like when I was a kid I remember I think it was actually when they were in New York and Jersey that time I forget if it was the first or the second one. I can't remember at the moment, but I remember that. That was that was really cool to to watch. They did that for those two WrestleManias. Um, and I've been excited. John Cena actually had been back for, you know, just a bit. I wish, you know, he could he could stay because I could I would love to see him mixing it up with some of the new guys as well. So that would have been cool if he stayed by. I understand, you know, he's he's transitioned over to, you know, movies as well, besides The Rock. Um it's just like, you know, it's not, like it said, you know, all those ones that you watch growing up are like, you know, they don't really wrestle much anymore. They retired from wrestling. So, you know, that's like The Undertaker, like he wrestled AJ Styles at um, 
WrestleMania last year. So, and it was that, that was it, if I'm assuming. You never know when he was going to retire. We've heard him, you know, retire, I think, many times, but I think he showed like he's getting, you know, up in age. He should have, he probably shouldn't wrestle anymore, but I would still love to see him wrestle. But yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, so just, you know, like with the WWE too, um, a lot of them were getting into like music too. And, you know, John Cena, like, he wasn't like very shy like from his rapping, you know, like he always wanted to be a rapper in some aspect in his life too. So, and you see it with a lot of artists like Enzo, like Amar, Leo Rush and like Ron Killings as well. So what are your thoughts on like these current and like legendary, legendary like WWE wrestlers like Enzo, Leo, you know, John Cena when he dropped the, the You Can't See Me album and like Ron Killings like making a name for themselves in music? I think that's cool if they have, you know, other passions besides wrestling. I feel like if they're allowed to do it, then why not? Um, They've been killing the game. I don't think, you know, John Cena does much of it anymore. I think the last thing I can remember, I don't know if he's done anything recent, but I remember him teaming up with Wiz Khalifa for uh, WWE 2K15. I really enjoyed his songs with him there. Um, You know, if they that's how they feel and they want to do it, they should definitely do it. I mean look at impact wrestler chris Bay. like he's killing it he has you know music always coming out and he's wrestling at the same time like i think that's amazing if they want to do that yeah no doubt like what i've noticed is that like a lot of people like give them flack you know like a lot of people would say oh like the music's like very trash or you know it's why are they making music when they're making money off like wrestling and all that you know it's like bs like rhymes you know bs like lyrics and all that but like you come to you have to understand like in that sense too that you know it's their own story their own perspective on like how they make music so if they want to talk about like hey we've made like millions off of like wrestling or made like millions off this like type of music too like we're gonna do that like i remembered when you know people heard like john cena was like making like an album like people really didn't take him seriously because like you as a wrestler with these bs rhymes and these bs lyrics you know you're not like no like top 10 rapper you're not like one of the greats in that sense too but it's his story his lyrics and his passion in that sense too and like as he said too if they want to do it like let them do it in that sense so yeah yeah and it's definitely like we have chris jericho and aew he's been a part of you know he has his band fozzy that's been around for a while and his theme song is you know one of his songs and people will be singing it like they sing it as he walks to the ring because you know they know the words everybody sings it and that's very iconic i think that's so like you know props to them they make their you know these wrestlers still do hobbies on the side like you know singing and rapping and you know good for them they should be able to do so because it's you know people will want to listen to that yeah no doubt i don't know if you like had a copy of like that john cena album by any chance or like i don't know if you like had it like on like apple music or spotify or anything like that no i've never actually owned a copy of it before i've I've, like seen it you know before i've heard some songs from it oh true yeah i mean i've heard like one song from it like it was like uh, pretty all right i'd have to like check out like the rest of the album like later on too just to see like how like good the project is too but uh yeah i mean like even like talking about like the wwe and like you know that whole brand of like wrestling seeing it has a strong impact on the film like television and like music industry do you feel like even like with that impact it has influenced like non like wrestling brands and like cultures like as you mentioned 
Definitely. I mean, when they had Total Divas on the E-Network, they had Total Divas and Total Bellas. That brought in like a new wave of wrestling fans that were women, like these girls, and, you know, made them want to watch wrestling because they see these girls then on this reality show once and want to see them in like the ring and what they actually like do and get them into wrestling. So that brought in like a new wave of also wrestling fans. And, you know, Bianca Belair, I remember she she went for the tryout back in um what year was it? I remember like this interview and how she you know how she came to be and what she did and I think that's like you know amazing for her like she had seen it so um I think it's definitely brought a bunch of you know new fans I mean we saw what AEW Grand Slam last night little Uzi Vert was there and I thought that was insane like I remember like checking my phone I didn't get to and I just remember like seeing, they're like, oh, little Uzi Verzi. I'm like, oh my God, they put him on there. That's so insane. Like, I wish I could have been there because I believe it was in, I forget where it was in New York. And I was like, oh my God, like, I wish I was there for that because so much was going on with that. <laughs> no, no. I mean, like a lot of rappers nowadays too, they love like the WWE and like wrestling in that aspect too. So like you hear like a Stone Cold, like Steve Austin, like bar, like right there a jeff hardy like bar like right there like a rock bar like right there heck even like a john cena bar right there like a lot of rappers like love like wrestling and that i deal with it um i could even say it with like griselda like with west side gun conway sylvan lequeux like he's a big like wrestling fan too um i'd say like even like all these other rappers too like uzi uh wiz um I wouldn't like LeBron James isn't a rapper, but like you've saw like that iconic like cell phone pick he took like on like one of the like WrestleMania matches too. Like that was like very iconic, like in that sense. So yeah. And Bad Bunny, I mean Bad Bunny was a big fan and then he made um he made a song about Booker T and they actually did it live at Royal Rumble and then he got to train and he wrestled the match at WrestleMania and he did a very fantastic job. Like I hope he definitely comes around again and wrestles because he's really good and you know just it just shows like then how dedicated he is because you know sometimes like they say all these like the celebrities come in and they you know don't really do much like because he obviously they don't know how to wrestle but then he came and he took the time to wrestle and they put on such a great match I was very impressed yeah no doubt I definitely know what you mean um especially you know it's crazy with uh, this year there has been like a lot of deaths either due to COVID or either like due to other stuff like heart attacks or suicide or all this other stuff going on. So, and a lot of people had died, like uh, New Jack passed away from a heart attack. Uh, Daphne, uh, who passed away due to suicide, uh, Paul Orndorff, and then also like the Patriots. So how did you react when like wrestlers like that, like passed away this year? Do you feel like, they have like any impact for you as other wrestlers like Eddie Guerrero or like Chris like Benoit it was definitely you know sad to hear about like these deaths because then you like you know who they are and like you've either watched their matches or you grew up watching their matches or and know who they are like it's very sad and especially like uh, the recent passing of Daphne and I just remember being on Twitter and people were like talking they're like somebody like you know if anybody knows where she lives or something like call like and she was on Instagram live and I remember like freaking out I'm like oh my god I remember just like being in my room and I was on the phone with one of my friends actually um Ella J of a wrestling gal podcast and I remember like oh my god like what's going on I hope and I was telling her like oh my god I'm praying I hope like somebody gets to her in time like you know and we were all freaking out and 
her oh my god it was just it was very sad to see like very sad to see like these deaths like that are going on like and you don't want to hear you know any of that but it's it's very sad and then especially with you know um oh my gosh luke harper but uh but everybody knew him in AEW as brody lee that was definitely sad to read that around i think that was like a few days a day or two after christmas that was that was sad to hear about too because you watched him with the Wyatt family and then you watched him on then when he came to AEW and then that was very sad to see that he was he was dealing with stuff that nobody knew about and he passed and it was very sad yeah yeah and uh, I definitely know what you mean too and I feel like this is important for everyone like in that sense too like I want to like give this like sort of message like if you're like going through something or if you're dealing with like a lot of stuff, like let's say if you're dealing with like mental health issues or having thoughts of suicide, you know, like I think before it happens, you know, talk to that person and, you know, be comforting, like as you can to like understand like where they're going through, like how they're dealing with that situation, like let them bend, you know, with how they're dealing with, like let them know that they're not alone, like in that sense too, that, you know, people do like really like care for them. And that there's people who love you, like not like in a mother, like daughter or father son type way, but like as like friends or like people who love like the culture too. Like they love them in that sense too. And like the feeling of like even like seeing them in this state of mind, like it'll hurt them in that sense too. So like just being caring in that sense too and like acknowledging like how they feel, like even like sending a good morning text or like a message on Instagram that, you know, you inspired them or you helped them like be like a better person, like throughout the day, like that would like give like that perspective of like, not like harming oneself, like in that sense too. And like, even like providing whatever like therapy needed or like some mental health rest to like, you know, taking a break or taking a rest. That's also important too. And as far as like even people who are going through health issues too, uh, take care of your like health in that sense too whether it be like exercising or eating good or just even getting like a good night's sleep like I do feel that's like very like important in that sense yeah so uh, I'm just getting on to uh, part three right now which is like other topics not like related to wrestling um, I couldn't find with any other ones so this is just kind of like current topics that I kind of had like for a bit too so around the world nowadays too like since we're living in a pandemic um like nothing has really changed there's vaccine passports uh wherever you're residing at so whether you're in the u.s in the usa or here in canada you know you might have to get send proof of like having a double vaccination or at least proof of a negative test so and even like it's incorporating for restaurants concerts sports games and everything like that too so in your opinion uh vaccine passports uh yay or nay i'm i'm definitely for you know vaccinations it's going to help you and the people around you um i just i don't i don't get why people don't get it and you're you're just helping your you know self and the people around you and you're not going to end up so badly with something and i've i lost a family member somebody somebody a cousin of mine died of COVID, which, you know, this is before the vaccines came out. And that's like sad to see how it affects people in different ways and how you could be hospitalized because of it. And I just, I just not understanding why people won't get this. This is like how you get your flu shot, how you get other shots. This is going to help 
eliminate the problem and not, you know, it cause a bigger deal. So I'm for it. I know I'm vaccinated. I'm, uh, as soon as it was available, like in my state that I was eligible to get it, I got it. And, you know, I'm, and I'm happy and I wear, you know, I still, even though, you know, I have a vaccination, I still wear my mask when, you know, needed to, if I'm going to the store, I still going to wear my mask, whatever, you know, makes me comfortable and keeps everybody else comfortable. And as everybody saw, I went to St. Louis for NWA and power. As soon as I came back, I made sure I got like a COVID test just in case. Um, and, you know, thank God I came out negative, but you, I just don't, I don't know. I just don't get why people don't want to get the vaccine. I mean, that's up to them, but they really should get the vaccine. It's very important so that we finish this and can go back to a normal. Yeah, I definitely know what you mean. Uh, sorry for your loss, by the way, you know, with your cousin, um, I know that it definitely like affects people too. Um, like with passports, like, you know, it is like very, you know, I would say it's important. Like if you want to do certain things, like if you want to go to a concert or if you want to eat like at a restaurant, like, you know, indoors or outdoors or even like going to a movie theater or like, you know, doing anything that's considered a privilege in that sense too, because technically the stuff that people want to do that people want to get back to, they're sort of privileges in that sense too. It's not like um, it's like a necessary need, like in that sense too. Like you don't need that to live, or you don't need that to enjoy life. You know, some people do it like because they like it, like in their own way. You know, like I do feel even like having those like passports, it is like important. You know, it's even important to get like vaccinated too because even in that sense, you're protecting like other people, like as well, like within a way, like the vulnerable, like with the elderly, like with the children, like still like. A lot of kids like under I think 17 or 12 still don't have like proper like vaccine like right now you know not even like with Pfizer or uh, Moderna so you know looking at them like that's like very important too to protect them um also like as you said too like wear masks it's like also like very important too like in that sense too so and I do feel like like we should get back to normal soon if we follow with these steps but with these anti-vaxxers and a lot of people protesting on why you shouldn't take the vaccine and about COVID being a pandemic, like, you know, it's kind of ridiculous in that sense. Yeah. So um, just in that sense too, do you feel that society has gone back to normal since people are now vaccinated and places are starting to open up or is it still like a little bit different, like in where you're at right now? Um, I feel like it is back to normal a little bit. Like, obviously, you some places, um, they don't really require you in the state of Pennsylvania, I believe it's, you don't have to wear a mask. Um, in places, some people, um, they leave, of course, businesses leave signs on the door. Like, if you're not, um, vaccinated, we do, like, you know, recommend you to wear a mask. Um, I still wear mine everywhere you just you don't know who's vaccinated and who's not as as well and you just don't want to I just don't want to bring something to um, me more or my family even though like you know they got we're all vaccinated but still like I still wouldn't want to bring something like that home or you know you know something like that I just so it's like we're kind of back to normal here I would say but as well as not in this sense yeah, no, exactly. I know what you mean, too. I mean, especially with a lot of people, too, like, you could still be fully vaccinated or at least partially vaccinated, and then 
you could still get COVID as well, like depending on the risk. So in some cases, like you'll be back to normal, but you'll have like, you know, complications like from COVID, you know, whether it affects your kidneys, your heart, your lungs, that sense too, or it might be, you know, like asymptomatic too. Like you might not notice that you have COVID um, or, you know, like in that rare sense that people are assuming, you know, some people can like potentially die from COVID even like in that sense being fully vaxxed or partially vaxxed too. So you don't know like what happens. I do feel like it's going back to normal, but I feel like if we follow within progression and follow within the steps that should be needed to be taken, you know, with, you know, limited amounts of people like in certain places or, you know, just like even with the proof of a negative test or proof of like a double vax or at least one vax too, like it could totally be better soon. Like for me right now in Toronto, like, it's not really normal. Like I'd say it's like maybe 60% normal right now. The only way it could be like 40%, like that extra 40% can go back to normal is if the people like can go back to their offices, like in the financial district. I think like that's one ideal way that you could assume it in that sense. So yeah. Um, just with these like last uh, couple questions too. Um, we have a certified lover boy like by Drake that just dropped, you know, a while back versus like Donda, you know, like a lot of like hype going on around that. Kanye had like three shows, like two in Atlanta, one back home in Chicago. And then Drake sent like a lot of subliminals like toward Kanye, like on those songs too. So um, how do you feel about that situation at that moment too? And what are you like standing with right now? Oh, I definitely stand with Drake. Anybody that knows me, I'm a big Drake fan. So, of course, like, I'm for Drake. Um, I have not listened to Donda yet because I was like, oh, I got to listen to Drake first when Drake comes out. So I have not listened to Donda yet. I'm excited because I heard it was good. Um, I don't actually really know too much of what the beef is really about between them. I think I saw a video about it on TikTok, but I just kind of, like, forget at the moment what it's yeah. about. Um but I'm I'm for my boy Drake. Like he's he's like the best. I love his like songs. It was this album was definitely different than past albums. I would have to say though, he has good songs on there. Just uh, he had like a different vibe than previous albums. Yeah, no doubt. Like, how would you rank it? And like, would you say that it was like better than like Take Care? Or if you're reading this, it's too oh. late or oh my god that no no I feel like nothing is better than take care because take care was one of the best um oh I would say at a scale out of 10 I think I'd give this album uh like a seven out of 10 true yeah I have yet to like listen to it so far I mean I actually would have thought uh laugh not cry later would have been like on that like project but hey it's Drake you know you don't know what to expect too so but like hey uh way too sexy was a better song too and then i think like his stuff with like thames and like give and dirk and ty dolla sign like i think they'll make up for it too as well as like girls need girls like by baby by a uh, little baby too like with drake and then also um the fair trade with travis like i'd have to like check that out too so um just to end it off do you have like any like final remarks that you would like to say um 
just to check out, you know, my stuff and where I'll be upcoming at um, shows pretty soon. I know 2021, the rest of my dates are getting pretty filled up. So I'm like really excited to go out and do a lot of things within wrestling. So yeah, just check me out. True, true. And uh, where can people find you like on social media or anywhere else? So on social media, uh, my YouTube is literally youtube.com slash it's Samira. Um, and on my social media, usually like Twitter and Instagram and TikTok is whatever twitter.com slash the it's Samira. And that goes for Instagram as TikTok as well. Um, but if you just want to get everything together and usually it's simple that I have link tree. So you would look up link then tr.ee slash the it's Samira. That's where you could literally find me on everything. No doubt, no doubt. Uh, Samira, uh, thank you uh, for coming by. And, you know, it was a pleasure uh, speaking uh, with you today. And uh, for everyone else uh, watching on TLY Talks, um, thank you for tuning in. Um, This is uh, episode seven of uh, TLY Talks with Josh, also known as Yashu. And we're signing off now.